This podcast was brought to you by the Tampa Bay Podcast Network. Hello, my drumsters. It's Marie Mutel. Welcome back to another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. And you can also check out the video version at www.lildrummergirl.com. I wish you all a very, very happy, merry, and blessed 2022. I have a very special guest, and I'm feeling very festive with my little Santa mug and my little lights going on here. I don't want to have them flashing, so I just have them on solid. I have Juliet Valle here today. Not only was she Miss Florida, she's also an opera singer, and she's only like 20 years old. Go figure. She's done so much already. And she has a brand new Christmas album out this year. And all of the proceeds from the album are going to the Kidney Foundation. And I want her to tell you her story and how you can be a part of it as well. We have so much to cover. So without further ado, let's get Juliet to join us right now. Juliet, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Don. Thank you. And Feliz Navidad and Merry Christmas to you. And, you know, I'm so excited because when I saw your album and I listened to it, I just love Christmas albums. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. I have a collection of them. And your voice was so beautiful. I I have to ask you, how long have you been singing and what made you do a Christmas album? Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I've been singing since I was around eight years old. I've been vocally training for 12 years now. I remember just meeting my first vocal coach around third grade and doing choirs growing up and just getting really involved that way. Then growing up doing professional and community theater, uh, becoming a theater kid, uh, really getting involved in it through that route. And then just pursuing more serious classical vocal performance in high school, uh, working with the Florida Grand Opera, Magic City Opera, really learning about classical music and its roots through, through those programs. I was very fortunate to receive very great training throughout, you know, all those years. And I'm very lucky now because I'm a student at the Frost School of Music at the University of Miami, which is so great. Um, And as for um, my album inspiration, you asked why a Christmas album? Well, I love the holidays. I love the holiday music, just like you do. I'm very festive. And um, I wanted to create an album with music that I really loved. And it could be really any genre, but the holidays to me is just always so fun to listen to every year. It really never goes out of style. But what I wanted to do with my album was really vary the song selection, really get every different genre. So we really do encompass a lot of different genres. We have classic Christmas like Bing Crosby. We have classical Italian arias. We have Irish folk songs. We have musical theater. We have pop in the style of Aretha Franklin. So, you know, we have everything that's on this album. And uh, the main reason, though, is 100% of the proceeds go to organ donation charities, which is what I work with. I work with organizations like Donate Life America and the National Kidney Foundation um, to raise awareness. So that was really the um, motivation behind my album. I love that. Um, I have to ask you, was there a certain reason why you chose the Kidney Foundation? Oh, yes, there definitely is. Um, My father is a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor, and my mother is a transplant nurse. And besides that familial connection, Organ donations. There are currently 108,000 people on the waiting list, and 82% of those patients are kidney patients. They're waiting for that life-saving kidney. So it, it dominates the population of people that are waiting for a life-saving transplant. And growing up with my father being a kidney doctor and my mom being a transplant nurse, I interacted with many patients on dialysis with varying stages of CKD, which is chronic kidney disease. And I became very close with them, where they were almost like an extended family for me. And funnily enough, I guess my connection to singing 
you know, works there too, because I would perform talent shows for them while, you know, oh. they were waiting in the lobby to see my dad, which I'm sure they hated. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 maybe like the first five minutes were cute, but when they realized it was like a whole saga that I had created in my head and it was 30 minutes later, they were like, wow, um, I cannot wait to go see the doctor, which is probably not a sentiment many people say. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I became very close with them and that's really what drove me to connect with the National Kidney Foundation of Florida. And they've been wonderful and very supportive. I've performed at a lot of their events. I go to a lot of their meetings, both online and offline, you know, because of COVID. A lot of them are going to be via Zoom, but I've, I've made a family through there. So I'm very, very lucky. I really appreciate you doing that because my mom, uh, a year before she passed, uh, she was a dialysis patient. And then my brother, uh, who was very young, he was only in his mid forties. He, uh, wind up having to go on dialysis, but he actually passed away on the machine having treatment, his second treatment. And so when I saw that, I really felt something really deeply because I know how hard it is to get a kidney and to have you do this with the album. I mean, I really appreciate what you do. So thank you for doing that. It really means a lot. Yes. And thank you for sharing. I'm so sorry to hear about that. I, it's a really horrible terrible thing. Life. It's yeah. horrible. It really is so grueling. And for people that don't know, I've never experienced it, obviously, um, dialysis itself, but I do make rounds with my father and I interact with these patients. And it really is just a, such a long, grueling, exhausting process for those patients. Yeah. And obviously very heart wrenching for the family too. And what a lot of people don't realize about, um, organ donation is that out of every a thousand people that are deceased donors, only three of those organs will be able to be used. So oh. 997 organs are not going to be used just for various reasons, but mainly because the person was not physically able to give that organ for any varying medical reason. Wow. So really, that's why the national shortage is such a crisis. We need more young people becoming donors. And I feel as a young person, it's my duty to raise awareness any way I can, whether it's through an album, whether it's through, you know, competing in competitions like Miss Florida, I mentioned to you earlier, any way I can, it's my goal to raise awareness. Let me ask you about Miss Florida and congratulations for winning. That's Thanks. a really great uh, accomplishment. Were you in pageantry for a long time or is it just something that you recently got into? So I wouldn't say it was like a toddler and tear or anything. A lot of people ask me that. No, I wasn't. I had a very normal childhood. Um, but uh, I got into it around 14 years old. Um, oh, wow. I saw it on TV and I was watching Miss America. And I saw that these women were very educated and obviously very pretty, but very talented. And um, the girl that won that year, Miss America 2015, she went with an opera song and I had just recently gone into opera and I thought oh, wow. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people thought opera wasn't really super cool because to the younger people, it's not really a well-known art form, which is fine. But when I saw her win, I was like, wow, you know, that would be a really great thing for me to showcase my talent. And I remember going to my mother and telling her, I really want to do this. And she was very apprehensive because once you start, it's very hard to get out of that, you know, mm. like pageant bug yeah. is what they call it. Right. And so I won my first ever pageant at 14, a teen pageant. I competed again at 15. Wow. And then I took a four-year break. Um, oh, I wow. ended up winning my first Miss title, which is a completely different organization. I mean, they both fall under Miss America, but teen and Miss are just very different approaches. I won that at 18. Um, and then COVID made my reign extended for two years. I'm actually wow. about to give that count up even though it started when I was just oh, a freshman yeah. in college and I'm a junior, which is crazy. Um, but I got to compete yeah. at Miss Florida with that title last June and I was top 10. And really just the best part of that was being able to perform my talent and being able to showcase my platform via a TED Talk style presentation, which was new. Um, but it was wow. just a great experience. I'm very grateful. 
That is amazing. Congratulations. That's just, uh, I love hearing these great stories because for any girl or boy or any out there who wants to do something and maybe there's an apprehension about it, or maybe it's just like, oh, well, it sounds great, but I don't know if I can do it. I mean, having you so young, first of all, to know what you want to do at a young age is really, that's pretty impressive right there. Uh, Most people at 14 don't know what they want to do, but um, I really commend you on that. And also to, to know like, Okay, you're in school, you're in competitions, you're singing, creating albums. I mean, I don't know how, how often you go out and perform, but how do you do it and balance it all without making yourself go bonkers? You know, I just think I'm very lucky to have time management skills that I've developed over the years. I will say it's extremely hard. And I get asked this question a lot, and I don't say that as a flex. I say it because I always say it's really not as much as you might think. I mean, it is, but I do spread it out pretty evenly. When it is competition season for Miss Florida, that would be more towards like January through June. So that um, second to school will be my main focus, but always school comes first. Um, I really do emphasize school because I'm studying such a broad array of studies. I'm majoring in political science and I'm minoring in music and broadcast journalism. So wow. I appreciate you saying I, I know what I want to do, but in reality, I do know what I want to do, but I want to do everything, which is it's not, it's not great. Um, but I'm figuring it out. Uh, but no, I hear I, you on that. It, and that's another thing too, because people say, Oh, you can only do one thing. And I'm like crap all on that. Cause you know what? Sometimes you have a bunch of different skills and you yeah. can do more than one thing. And so if you ever notice, like, you know, how certain musicians, right? Like uh, Madonna moved from singing into, you know, film or any of these others yeah. who went from modeling to, to singing or modeling into film. So you just don't know what I love to tell people is like, maybe this is burning for you right now, but like five years from now, it may be something different, but the experience that you received or the training that you got from that thing can really like catapult you into that next, uh, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I love to try everything because I think that it's an experience that always enriches you. I love that you say that. I mean, I was actually watching a a film of Madonna the other day. She was in League of Her Own or League of Their Own. I love that movie. She's so great in it, but she's just another (laughs) example. She is. She's iconic, but it's just another example of, you know, a woman that really um, attempts to do it all and does it all. And, you know, I'm figuring it out and that's a part of my time management. But again, I, I really feel like it, it, I'm good at it because I love everything I'm doing. I'm genuinely interested in every single thing I involve myself in. And um, I'm also lucky to just to have a very supportive family. And I surround myself with good friends, high achievers. I really feel that the people that you associate yourself with and hang out around are really a demonstration and a reflection of who you are and who yes. you are. Yes, yes, yes. Can you, can you yes. say that again, please? <laughs> the people yeah. that you spend time around are going to be a demonstration of who you are. And especially as a young woman, hanging out with other young women. I want to be around women that understand I'm not going out late and partying all the time because I have an internship in the morning or I am very careful because I'm applying for the job of Miss Florida. Even just holding a local title is a really big responsibility and you have to treat that with care. I always have to think of my career in the future. So spending time with friends that understand and don't pressure me and support me just as I support them, that's also extremely helpful, I'd say. And that is so key right there because, you know, I know when I was younger, I, you know, hung around with the wrong crowd, started getting into things that I shouldn't have gotten into. And it was like, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted because I was studying to be in theater, you know? So I'm like, wait, it's kind of, you know, uh, 
it's not working out. Like this is not going to work for me if I want to do these other things. So I'm so glad you say that because I think even with family sometimes, is although they may mean well, their fears and insecurities and things like that may like come out and say, oh, well, you know, you may not be able to do this or you can't do this. So to have the support from your family is, is huge and your friends. And even when a relationship with a significant other, that's another tough one too. I find it's just like, well, I say more no's than I say yes, because it's like, well, I have all these different things, right, to do. And and so you're like, how do you balance it? So I like the way you say that you can spread it out. And, you know, time management is key. And that's why I'm always teaching about different skills on organization or anything like that, even if it's just your calendar so that you don't overbook stuff. I mean, a lot of people don't put calendar reminders in their calendars and stuff like that. And I'm like, what are you crazy? Like, how do know, you remember everything? I, <laughs> I could not look at my calendar. I really couldn't. I, I, no, there's no way. No way. Are there any type of, like you say, with time management, is there anything in particular that you find that you use? Maybe it's a tool, a social media tool or something that you use that helps you? So as you mentioned, just with the calendar, but I'm pretty old fashioned. I like my planner. I like to write it down. I feel like that's the only way I'll remember personally. I'll get very specific just so I know every day what I have to do. It really just helps me. And, you know, like, let's say, for example, my schooling, I have pretty great teachers that post the syllabuses in the first week of school. So even if my final date is in the middle of May, I'm going to know exactly when that final date is. and I'm going to write it down months in advance because for me, someone that is pretty type A, I'd say in terms of my schedule, <laughs> I just, I will just have anxiety. I don't right. want that. And I know you're also, you know, part of what you do is scheduling with people. I know how not easy that is, especially when you're managing multiple interviews a day and you have to keep track so far in advance. So for me, I just, I feel like it's absolutely necessary to have a planner. Um, and I would definitely say just try and plan in advance as far as you can, because when you want to go out and actually have a good time, when you want to go to a friend's birthday party, when you want to, you know, spend time with family, you want to plan accordingly and make sure you have those dates. Makes me sound so like business-like and professional and I really don't mean to. I just, I want to make sure I have time for everything, you know? I think, I mean, it's, it's so crucial to, to getting the, the goals done and achieved because it, like you said, if you don't see it in front of you, I'm one of those people that's always writing down. I mean, I have like so many notes and binders of things that even just from classes I've taken, but it's, it's so important to have a system in place. And so those checks and balances, like today, I, I, went to a different location to do a batching of recordings and different stuff. And I always say, don't forget your mic. And I forgot my mic. <laughs> so I was like, huh, you know, but I didn't have my list in front of me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Right. So I always say, just have those checklists in front of you because you want to push record. You want to make sure that it can sound okay. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, so there's all these different things, but um, staying organized is key. So what do you do for fun? Like when you do get to have some time to have some fun. I definitely do have time to have fun. Um, I just, I love spending time with my friends. I really do love going out with my friends, going shopping, going out to dinner. I've met a lot of friends in university, which is great because, you know, for my age group in particular, the year before me, my same year and the year um, after me, we all missed a big chunk of college due to COVID. I mean, the second half of my freshman year, COVID struck and I missed the entirety of that. And by choice, the entirety of my sophomore year, just because I deal with a lot of transplant patients on a daily basis, and my parents do as well, running the risk of attending in-person college when there was that online hybrid you know, format option. I just couldn't do it. It was too big of a risk for me just with the conditions of COVID and what I do. So I opted out. I opted to stay home and do online education. And then I, I just got back to, to school. 
Yeah, it was difficult. It was very mm-hmm. hard, especially as someone that, you know, studies music too, doing voice lessons online was very difficult, but I'm just, I'm beyond lucky to have had instructors that are just really very thoughtful and what a testament it is to teachers too. Um, especially Imagine. those musicians that dealt with that online format. They really are amazing. And I've always been an advocate for educators, but I am especially now, particularly in the state of Florida, because they're so underpaid, but that's another topic. Oh, I know. Um, that's another story. And it's so sad. They need to be paid more. A it's lot on the record. More. <laughs> a lot, lot more, for sure. But going it's back so this sad. year and making connections with my friends, just meeting new people from all over the world of all different sorts or all sorts of different studies. So such ambitious young ladies. And men, you know, just being around them has really made me want to do more and be more. And, you know, we go out, we have fun, like regular young kids too. We're not always all serious, but um, yeah, definitely. And just spending time with my family, spending time with my sisters. It's weird because um, I was always the baby of my family. And now both of my older sisters, uh, my eldest sister has two beautiful boys. And my middle sister has a beautiful uh, baby girl who's my niece. And she was born two months ago. So like meeting new family members, that's that's always fun. Uh, yeah absolutely that's a blessing that's wonderful congratulations now you're an auntie (laughs) i know i know every time they say that i feel so so very old but i'm very happy to have i hear you i have a a great niece who has a four-year-old son now and so she's made me a great great aunt and i'm like okay now you're really making me feel like wow you've got two great Wow, that's pretty outstanding. It's crazy. My family's so much older than me. And so, like, I became an aunt when I was five with my... Oh, okay. Well, then, in that case... (laughs) You know, it was like... But I'm like, hello, stop it now. Because <laughs> if he has Slow a down. Concern, I'm going to like, great, great, great aunt. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I hate to put you on the spot, but, you know, can you give us a little sample of one of the Silent Nights or something from the album? Just a little... Oh, you want me to bar sing right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to pressure you. If you don't want no, to, that's, that's okay. No, that's fine. Um, I'll sing... Oh, what should I sing? No, you're not putting me on the spot. I just want to think of something that I could, like, sing that song. I'm like, what? Well, like, okay, I'll just give you a little bit of um, White Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be Thank you. That's so beautiful. Oh, your voice is just magnificent. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I got the chills over here. Okay. That's the goal. That's what I'm going to be playing tomorrow all night. That's easily (laughs) the most fun and spontaneous moment I've had in an interview. So, you know, it's good. (laughs) So, how time is going by so quickly. I just want to make sure our drumsters out there will have a chance to listen to you and follow you. So, how can they find you online? Yeah. You can find me anywhere. Um, really, I post so much. Um, I'm on YouTube under Juliet Valle. That is my name. Um, then I, my Instagram is at the official Juliet Valle, not the actual Juliet Valle, not the real Juliet Valle, the official Juliet Valle. Don't get it uh-huh. twisted. Um, my Facebook is Juliet Valle. I believe my Twitter is Juliet V23. I don't really use it that much. So I could be completely wrong. Or maybe that's the, the real Juliet V. 
You'll find it. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. I don't really use it, so it's not that important. Uh, my TikTok is JulietV23, and on iTunes and Spotify, I'm Juliet Bye. I'm actually available on all streaming platforms. Just look up my name on any one of them. You can also use me as a TikTok sound, an Instagram sound, right. pretty much anything. So you can find me everywhere. Awesome. And I'm just going to spell that for them out there. It's V-A-L-L-E. Just in case Correct. you didn't know how to spell it, and I want to make sure you find her. And I will definitely put everything in the show notes, so all you guys out there, just go on and check it out at the show notes. Thank but you. Juliet, thank you very, very much for your time, and I wish you the best with the album and your future. And please, if you're ever in the Tampa area, look me up, say hi, and uh, let's go go have a bite to eat or go do something fun, whatever it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like right. a blast. I would love to. I love the city of Tampa, so I'm sure I'll be up there eventually. But thank you very much for having me on your show. It was so much fun, and it flew by so fast, and I really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you, Juliet. Okay, my drumsters, you heard it here. Please go out and support Juliet. Her work is amazing, and you'll be helping so many people as well. Just go down to the show notes for the links to everything, and you can also pick it up on the vlog at www.lildrummergirl.com. And if you like the show and you want to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash podcast network and become a member and subscribe there. And we will be sending up some things that you just don't see on the vlog or the podcast. And there will be special items just for you to help you rock on and rock out and continue on your path to stardom. If you like this episode, please share the love. And don't forget, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side.